It's happening. Uh... Welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Today we're hey. talking about hey, we're talking about <laughs> season nineteen, Top Chef Houston, episode two, titled Friday Night Bites. I am not Alex, not in Hollywood, Hollywood, California, and we, not with Megan. Uh, instead, they are, I think, just hiking. They're in they the woods. They just be, they're in the woods. They yeah. should just be. They be hiking for this this whole time. Uh, and so um, maybe they're foraging yeah. for fine mushrooms. <laughs> Um, so yeah, instead instead of Alex and Megan, uh, um, I, I think Alex Alex went to the woods to show me how much work he does and how miserable it is. Uh, and so I know this now, and I, I want I want all the listener all the listener back at home um, to to understand singular that that we rag on Alex a lot for for all of this for everything. And it's basically, this is the least least thanked job in the whole world. Um, this is the the opposite of 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 like our um, I don't know, essential workers where we are saying like, oh, anytime it messes up, Alex's fault. Um, it's very easy to mess it up, very hard to do it right. And I will say uh, I, I expect fewer Alex jokes from me in the future because this is not the, not the best. I, um, this is going to prove that we as uh, friends and podcasters love Alex the way Houstonians love queso. <laughs> in abundance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not too crispy. <laughs> uh, also, side note, hard to even keep the timing right because we're already behind. I haven't even gone through my own intro. In Northern California, it's me, Ezra, and Sarah. Hello. <laughs> In Brooklyn, New York, it is Chris. Hey, guys. And from lovely Bur- Big California, it's new Sarah and Kyle. It's great to be here in B- Big Bank. Hello. Big Bank. <laughs> the Big Bank, they call it. <laughs> is there a little bank? What, like, are there other bank bank-based names? Yeah, like, like the, financial institutions are little banks. Yeah, and like grand say. banks, outer banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those like are the fringe Sorry, banks. I was just thinking of place names. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Left bank, right bank. Um, we have... Okay. <laughs> intro discussion. <laughs> Question for the panel. So, guys, this is, this is... Should we be appreciating Alex more? Uh, because, I, you know, like I said, this is a very half-assed version that I did prepping for this. That was way too much. So, um, yeah. Should we? Should I just like say good job, Alex? Is that is that? Does Alex? You where know, Alex. I, I don't. I don't know that we need to build up his ego more, but <laughs> I will refer everyone to his excellent comedy album Vanilla, which you can get uh, wherever you listen to comedy albums like Spotify, Pandora, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's really really good. I'll instead say that. Mm. So here's a question: If we we're going to do a quick fire themed, like Alex themed quick fire, then that was mm. vanilla themed. Like, what would that challenge look like? I mean, I you'd have to use vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Just the most vanilla, highlighting vanilla and all its wonders. Mm-hmm. And it could be, I mean, I I am with uh, Alex on this one. I love vanilla as a flavor. I think it is a little bit underrated. We, mm. as he says, we say it to mean the absence of flavor when it's its own beautiful thing. Mm. We just had a Jenny's ice cream that was a, a Boston cream pie ice cream that's a vanilla custard base. And it's some of the best ice cream I've had in all of my years yeah wow. and you that's can't go to years. a it's a lot you, of you years can't go I'm to a old. <laughs> oh <laughs> i mean jenny's by the way just shout out to jenny's for Ugh. some real good ice cream is where is like, jenny's base i've never had it ohio they're based out of I ohio, ohio i think columbus mm-hmm. but they, they ship presumably 
You're not all so making they, day trips? They do, but they don't they have, it's at Whole Foods. Oh, okay. yeah. it's, it's at Whole Foods. They also have storefronts, um, mm-hmm. including in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. uh, they will drop ship you uh, ice cream. They send it to and you with I, like tons of dry ice in the box. Like it actually hurt oh, to pick up the ice cream when we got it shipped to yeah. us. Yeah, so we, we got a big shipment because we had to get the Dolly Parton ice cream. We had to. Nice. <laughs> This this is exciting. Uh, so we we got we had uh, as a gift uh, shipped um, like a, a six pack of salt and straw at one point, oh. but they failed two th- or three times. Two, to yeah, get they it failed. To they failed twice, melted. basically. So we just got oh no, just, just dump out six first six pints and then another six pints later so of just ice cream slop. Oh. That is just Jenny's does not. No, Jenny's would never. They send it to yeah. you and they say it's frozen solid. Don't put it in your freezer and don't eat it for an hour because you cannot. Wow. wow. It, w- it will hurt you. Yeah. And then they're like, this is dry ice. Don't play with it. Put it outside and ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little, it's a little, a little pushy, but I like it. Um, okay. Back so also to the question oh, yes. about, I have, I do have a vanilla challenge. I think uh, that a top chef challenge should be cook a dish with vanilla that is not dessert. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh, make vanilla yeah. the star of a, a, a savory entree or uh, first course. That sounds like a challenge because vanilla is so commonly a dessert flavor and it's so uh, it's a sweeter fragrance, right? Mm-hmm. What about like a curry or something like a sweet? Oh, vanilla? yeah. Like, Even like, that's kind of hard. But like to with imagine. coconut, I feel like you can. Yeah, you can kind of push that in that vanilla direction. rice. I mean, what if you did? Okay, so you can do like like Coke, like as like a base for like or glaze for things, right? For like mm-hmm. meat stuff. So it could be like a vanilla Coke um maybe maybe this is a good idea yeah and here are all the reasons why we're uh food tv podcasters and not chefs <laughs> i think yeah. it's a great challenge for professional chefs I to will, do yeah watch someone yeah for a quick fire this is not a fair this is not an elimination oh okay also guys uh so from zero to five cheese pumps how much do y'all like queso oh i'm like a one or a two honestly i love most cheese but i do not love queso and see i'm a five five pump of queso wow. overflowing the, the the bucket overflow of, of yeah queso. definitely okay i don't know that i've ever had queso i'm gonna be honest wow yeah. i i don't also don't know if i have i know that huh. i don't know that i have yeah i can't i can't think of a time huh chris I, uh i'd say i'm like a two or a three i i agree with sarah i like cheese that uh most cheeses but queso like plain queso is not wonderful but I've had some really fantastic queso that has like some, you know, some jalapenos in there, maybe some like some other flavors, some chipotle or something. And uh, it's been banging. So it uh, depends on the queso. Well, as alluded to, there is queso in this quick fire. So let's get to it. So the chef testants, they meet James Beard award winning uh, Irma Galvin, who is a Houston chef and queso enthusiast. The challenge makes some hot, wet cheese accompanied by a dipper that is neither wet nor cheese. And no tortillas. God help you if you use a tortilla. Is um, queso wet cheese? Is isn't that... it? I mean, mm-hmm. look, soupy. It is. It's liquid cheese. Look, I mean, that's yeah. That, that's, I think is, that's the, the key thing. <laughs> like the definition of queso is the state. It is cheese in a liquid state, not in a solid state. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're getting into weird philosophical philosophical questions about is water wet or is wetness a quality applied to, hmm. you know, something by a liquid. But I uh, gotta say, this challenge made me so uncomfortable. It gave me gas just looking at it. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
I don't Padma, know. Like, I, I can't when, anymore with cheese this much. Yeah. Irma and Padma were having a tough time. Like, I don't know, maybe like eight out of the contestants through tasting this challenge. Oh, like, yeah. They were like, oh, man. Padma I literally mean, said, I mean, girl, after one of the plates. <laughs> Because yeah, Irma said so much cheese. I mean, what did you expect? This is this was in the challenge. I don't know. She's like, and also, could only half of you do this? Just other half. Step to the side. Don't worry about it. You do something else. Well, yeah, I, 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 they didn't have to eat all the cheese. I, you can just. I think you know what it tastes like by taking one dipper and putting it in the cheese. I, me, I would have had the challenge of my life. Uh, I would have yeah, loved like there. You're like, I mean, girl, like more like that. <laughs> so yeah, wait, that- <laughs> is this just? It's just fondue with like a different type of cheese, and it's maybe like a spicy element. I would say probably, yeah, and ma- yeah. maybe without the Kirsch element. You know, it's it's that's it's true. Like that's thicker, usually wine or something and fondue, like a thicker, gloopier sort of dip. Some, yeah, everyone loves right? some gloop. So honestly, I'm here for it. You're here for the gloops. Yeah, um, I'm here for the gloop and the the mixture of cheese. I think that's that's I think a, a problem with this challenge is like they said that Houston has an infinite number of quesos, but they didn't really give too much information about what makes a queso beyond like you got to melt it all. It's got to be fully con- like melted, and then Irma says that like it's a mix of Mexican cheeses and American cheeses. Yeah. So if that's the mm-hmm. definition, everybody made queso except for Jackson. Uh, <laughs> And then, I, I mean, I want to know what the sort of like standard is of like mixing stuff into queso too, because I always think of it as the sort of like Velveeta thing of you get this melted cheese, maybe some peppers, and something that has like some heat and cheese to it, or some yeah. of them with just like straight cheese with very little seasoning added to it, other than like toppings. Yeah, like Stephanie made like a blue cheese fonduta, or no, no, Stephanie went pepper jack. Somebody made a blue cheese fonduta. Where was I? I oh, think Ashley, was Ashley did. And yeah, where I, I just like, so you just melted blue cheese and that's supposed to be good? Like, I don't know. It, it Yeah, it seemed a little off. This uh, reminded me actually of the New Orleans hot sauce challenge with Dr. John, where oh, they sort of tang. just said, get that hip tang, 30 minutes, go. And like, we didn't really get <laughs> much more out of it as far as what makes it good. And so, you know, we we saw a lot of variety out of, out of the quick fire output, but we didn't really hear about what was good versus not good besides like tops and bottoms, you know, hastily described. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris, because you did such a good job, uh, 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 like summarizing the, the tops and bottoms, do you want to say who, like, who are the like? I don't want to. I don't want to steal your, oh, your sure. funny words. Oh no, no. Oh gosh. Um. So, uh, in the the runners up for the quick fire, it was uh, Evelyn who made. Uh, she's from Houston and and loves her mom's queso. There was Nick with the surf and turf, uh, queso that everybody was really surprised by, and Demar, who's whose queso was actually spicy. Seems like there wasn't a lot of heat from from many of them. Uh, on the bottom were Sam. The he has never made queso before, and the Gruyere queso blanco was like thin. Uh, Robert, um, he did a like a Oaxacan style one, I think, and uh, it just wasn't that good. And Jackson, who made a spaghetti cracker that had cheese on it, or like had cheese baked in, but well, wasn't I, anything. Looking to dip at in. his dish, I didn't know what was the spaghetti cracker and what was the fried cheese. Mm. Like, yeah, it it could have uh, been either. It, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. And like, you know, part of the challenge was it's 
create your own spin on it and it needs something to dip it in. Like this is literally a dip challenge. Did and he, he said, try to put the spaghetti cracker wrapped in the fright in the? I think he just basically cheese? had like just had had two crispy or elements two basically. Right? Said, it's like yeah. eat it like a sandwich. Right. He said put one in the other. Yeah. It's like take you know bite. what. So and it was like pot- a theoretical dip. <laughs> the yeah. dip is in your mind, bruh. And like Padma, like trying to eat that awkward, like tough, oh, yeah. tough, like, like melted, cool, hardened cracker thing was just, it It, it was painful. So uh, those it, are the It was the but first Damar, of many overthought moments in this episode. It was someone oh psyching gosh. themselves out of yeah, a, lot of, a good a idea. A lot of cell phones. More on the challenge producers later, but... Yeah, Damar won. Damar, just to close was, that yeah. Was anyone surprised that he won with ju- with the dipper being just a pickled chili? Well, I think yes. Damar did what Jackson thought he was doing mm-hmm. by deconstructing it. Because that, that was the sort of thing I think is like queso has lots of stuff in it. But what Damar did is he made the cheese just super smooth, get a great texture in that. And then instead of mixing peppers into it, he made a pepper into the vessel. So you're not seasoning the cheese that much. You get all the heat you want in each bite of that pepper. And it's almost yeah. it's that it's a very smart way to like give a lot of flavor but also balance things. Since I agree with you there. Separate. Because sometimes deconstruction can really help. Like for instance, the other element of his was toasted uh, breadcrumbs. Right. That if you had them in the queso, you know, they'd just sog up. But because he deconstructed it in that way, they could be on top. It could be, you know, sort of an element that stayed separate. I, yeah, I agree. Kind of a, that's really like smart. a musical chairs, basically, of uh, like of the queso. Because it's like, all right, all the elements just move over like one step to the right, right? So like <laughs> you, you get like the 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 carb element, right, is actually on top, right, and the like yep. the, the spice element was actually the dipper, right, and it's a, it's. Uh, I think was so like if you're gonna if you're gonna do a play on it, it has to be better than the original. Um, still follow yes. the brief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Padma's uh, <laughs> critique to Jackson, who uh, bless his heart. I, I um, was I was a little surprised Demar won when I thought that Nick's bl- like surf and turp queso was looked delicious. Like just the idea of plopping some blue crab on top of pork belly and dredge it all in queso. I mean, as a five pump queso. Uh, boy, I, I there's nothing bad about that suggestion. I I worried when I saw the description and saw what he was doing that, and obviously we don't have like judges' notes on this. My suspicion is that he did too much to overshadow some of the queso stuff because, like, pork belly, big flavor, blue crab, big flavor, and the cheese maybe was less of a dip in his than um yeah. accompaniment to that. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe Demar's just was like legit better than everybody else's. It was a week yeah. of Nick making the judges love his ideas and then just coming up just short of Demar. Eh, yeah. I mean, Nick did really well this week. I know. I, I'm very excited to see more of his food. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so I think then uh, if we're good with the the quick fire, let's move on to the elimination challenge. Uh. So we have uh. Coached by alums Don Burrell and Sam Talbot. Last seen, uh, insert joke. I don't actually remember what anything Sam has done before this. Because anyone help me for an assist? What what did Sam do before? Uh, Sam was, I mean, on his original season, which was like years and years ago, um, he he made it quite far, and then he actually came back for a little while. He came back he? for Charleston. Yeah, that's right. And so he was he was in the kitchen competing again then. But did, did we like him? Were they? I, yeah, I just, fine. okay. 
Yeah, Great. or at least I, I don't know. Sam's Kyle, back, do you, guys. Do you well, remember? Sam, Sam came back and he was kind of like health focused. Like he he did a pivot yeah. to sort of like really healthy food mm-hmm. in the Charleston yeah. season. He was trying to like advocate for different like yeah diet based things. Yeah, he's a type one diabetic. Yes, and I think it. he's um you know he's been a big big advocate for lower glycemic foods, lower carb foods, and kind of so they brought uh, him better in for the carb challenge. For the carb, the challenge. Ca- carb football game. What <laughs> the heck? <laughs> I mean, I I don't I really don't get that. All right. Um, so the the all right, how should we try to break down this challenge? Like so, it, so I have, you, I have an unhelpful to... summary first, but um okay. so yes. basically the, the chefs were split into cougars and wildcats, obviously. The two types um, of chefs, you either have a cougar or a wildcat. You either the cougar or wildcat. And I'm not sure, but I think both cougars and wildcats are actually the same animal in real life. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. No, you're 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 okay. right. So well, this based is, uh, on Top Chef, it seems like wildcats are about twice the size as cougars. <laughs> or um, the intern yes. hired to wear the uh, mascot uniform was just their tall intern. Right. Uh, and so so basically that that we are now have a, a convoluted carb heavy showdown. Uh, and just like in real football, your head will end up hurting and nobody really wins. Um, so uh, we have guest judge uh, Chris uh, Shepard of Underbelly Hospitality. Yeah, um, we saw him last week. Yes, that's right. He is back. Um, and so there's kind of a thing where you're trying to move across the field. You get five yards for a vote. Uh, your offense and defense, which can both you know, gain yards at the same time somehow you get to pick either like it's kind of like uh, i guess baseball rules where you can you can send up the, the batter one side can send up the batter one can uh, do a send up the uh, opposing pitcher to try to match it's it's all over the place i don't think it really matters much it's like this is like like this is like you can have tactics i don't think it really helps you i feel like it only really hurt to try to game the system well it just it it was so confusing because the goal was to win more votes. So they were yep. trying to encourage them to be strategic in who they put up against who. And it just made everyone like mind freak themselves. Like it, it, I, the, I, it only came, the only way this impacted like the layout of the episode is it made Sam, overthink things and tell his team to put their dessert up as the fifth course because they wanted to make sure the dessert got eaten even though they had like a massive lead yeah yeah that yeah. was a weird i thought they were behind when he did when he did that uh but no. i was like wait, wait you guys were ahead and like because it's like what's the worst thing that would happen if you won early it didn't well the- he, he wanted to put it away you know, mm. and they weren't even within really striking distance they were at no. like y- you needed a hundred points which each vote is counts for five so you need a 20 20 votes and they were at 65 so even if they swept that round it wouldn't have put anything away it was very weird like this whole challenge was so over overthought and overwrought to try to get to football from head to head this cooking this was a crunchy that, cheese crunchy uh spaghetti challenge basically right like this is what the, the producers yeah. like they just overthought i think that as well they crunched it up they crunched it it got too crunchy mm-hmm. it just they, ate, they yeah. put a sandwich ate it together well they said we have to make food like football bad idea and we have to <laughs> come up with a way to make cooking translate to getting yards on a foot like 
It, I, I see that they were trying to avoid the situation that we've criticized them before with these head-to-head challenge where it potentially ends with like one or more dishes not being eaten. Uh, so they yeah. wanted to avoid that, but I don't think this was the solution. No, um, it, it, no, no, it, and it it's was, possible it was bad. They would not have avoided that if one team won. You could have, yeah. I mean, you could have had, you could have had four great dishes basically. And, and, uh, like that swept everything and then it would have been over, but that would, you know, unlikely Pretty low likelihood there. Right. Because like to get to. 20 votes across seven rounds that means that you're averaging almost like a win every single round three to two and then if you are consistently beating everybody like four to one you'll win early but it's it's most likely gonna be the scenario that we had on this show which is no one team got to 100 which means the mvp or winner of the challenge could come from either team and the eliminated chef could come from either team and it's really more fair as well so and as yeah. this conversation is proving, we've spent five minutes not mentioning a <laughs> single plate of food on this yeah. cooking competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, okay, so let's let's talk about the food. Let's do right? it. Um, were there any big like surprises of somebody who did way better than you thought, or way worse than you thought they would, or any any kind of standouts in your mind? I mean, I thought there were a lot of standouts. Demar won. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah, surprised. Right. So Demar, Demar won with the won. dirty pharaoh. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, but yeah. So with with a, with a, with the dirty pharaoh, uh, uh, Demar won. I think playing a little bit with house money, he already had um, uh, he already had immunity, and I, I love it when people like kind of you know, keep on kind of like pushing a little bit. So this was um, dirty pharaoh with uh, induja, uh, chicken thighs, and chicken liver, and it won uh, four to one over Buddha's um, uh, grains and wheat inspired. Uh, Mujadra uh, with uh, yogurt, grapes, and cucumber that kind of ate like a like a like a great a Waldorf, Waldorf salad. salad. Yeah, um, those both looked actually. You know what the the dirty pharaoh didn't look that great to me, and I also don't love chicken liver, but I could tell they really loved it. But I was surprised the Buddha's dish looked really really good, mm-hmm. and all the chefs who were trying it were like, "Oh my gosh, this is so good!" So yeah. that was a really surprising well, win. Yeah, and Potter liked it more yeah, than Potter the dirty pharaoh. Say, so yeah, that's usually like the um the the thing where like if it's a Indian inspired dish and like Padma like goes for it, like I think that like should be worth two votes. I feel like for Buddha, so she's I, a tough I, customer. I thought there were a lot of good dishes made, and I think like the weirdness of the challenge kind of like stifled the fact that there are a lot of like good quote unquote losing dishes like that mujadra and then you had uh uh, jai and robert or jay yeah and robert had the mushroom taco and the frika salad that like split three two and the mushroom taco looked great that was the rare taco on top chef that doesn't look like not enough food in a taco shell there was like a nice like the avocado was dripping out in like nice big mushrooms. Padma was very happy with that one too. Mm-hmm. I agree with Padma. I love a mushroom taco, you know, like that is, that's when I see that on the menu, I'm like, I'm getting that. But, mm. uh, yeah, Jay's, Jay's looked really good. And after Jay's like total, like crash and burn, mm-hmm. uh, last week, it was nice to see her bounce back a bit. Well, and it's also, oh, yeah, I, this is, this is borderline offensive but to see a guy like chris shepherd like this big guy pick the frika salad over a mushroom taco that means like just because of the texture and everything going into it like you got to assume like the big guy who looks like a football player 
isn't the one going for like the grain salad with pomegranate seeds. So that's that speaks to yeah. like how much was going on in that kind oh, yeah. of simple looking plate. Dude, fermented blue plum. I I don't even know what that would like be like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. I wonder. I wonder if there's an optimal number of adjectives in a food dish because I feel like you know like the the right ones have like you know one adjective like or two you know per per ingredient. Um, mm. But then, then sometimes there's too little adjectives. Sometimes too much adjectives. Yeah, Sarah didn't need to name her dish a celebration of chickpea, for example. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah, yeah Sarah kind of fell down. You call something a celebration when you don't have a dish. Uh, this yeah. is a celebration nice. of olive oil and bread. I, yeah, this was a tough one. I, I feel like this is maybe like coming soon to like, uh, I don't know if there's like a Olive Garden equivalent of like Mediterranean dishes, I guess, but I feel like they would definitely have a celebration of chickpea on the menu coming soon uh, to, yeah. to it. To it uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's mm. not great. Hummus, hummus, hummus on the bottom. Uh, extra hum, uh, chickpea-based uh, canned chickpeas. Yeah, canned yes. chickpeas. Bagged chickpeas. She had the sort of like snack things that you get once, and you're like, "Oh, that was interesting," and then never yep. pick up again. Oh, like a, yep. I didn't realize that. Like a bag of dried chickpeas for crunch. Yeah, there was that mm-hmm. whole part during the shopping thing where she's like investigating the range of puffed chickpea snacks oh, available right. at Whole Foods. Is chickpea even really super carb heavy? I felt like it like is more balanced because it has some protein as a, as a, as a legume. No. Yeah. I mean, it, this is the thing is like, is this a celebration of carb? Yeah, it's kind of a slow carb, but it has protein. I mean, and uh, Stephanie was like, oh, here's this like rice and beans. So therefore, it's all carb. But and I'm beans? Like, yeah, same thing right. beans, mostly protein. Yeah. yeah. Steph- Stephanie, yeah, had, had a tough one um, getting zero votes. This was um, the, her her uh, Minneapolis feijoada via via North Dakota um, had like basically she made the, the, the black bean feijoada and then like strained out all the meat bits that really, really made some chefs, uh, some of the, the judges very sad. Um, and and then had a a broken rice uh, on top of it. Uh, you know, like she, like she said, she liked it. Yeah, compared to Joe's kanji, which seemed yeah. great, which was a great save, right? Where it's like, this is not good. How about a lot of black garlic? Yes. And then it was uh, that was it. So maybe just add black garlic next time a dish is not working for you, everyone. I mean, I like never, I've never worked with black garlic. Also, I, I have no idea what what this. It just, it just looked like um, it kind of just looked like like the better than bouillon, just like sort of like like. Like syrup, like thick, thick, thick yeah. umaminess. I mean, that's basically what it is. Okay, well, there we uh, go. But an allium, you know. Uh, also, I just want to give a shout out. We were speaking about Nick and and his cooking this this week, but that sweet potato and pot liquor with the lemon yogurt and his like special Nick's twenty six spices blend that got a, a nice I shout out that. from. Yeah. Uh, what from is Chris pot Shepard. liquor though? Is it just like so, like really reduced? It's basically what you get when you cook a lot of greens. So when you make like collard greens or other like stewed vegetables, it's once you take the greens out, the sort of broth, the juices that are left is a pot liquor. So it'd be, I've I've seen it, I saw it compared to like a bone broth, but that's when you're just cooking like bones Mm -hmm. and meat. This is what happens when it's kind of like a greens based cook. Okay, uh, yeah. so I didn't know that. I thought it was meat meat related. There is some meat in it because it's like mm. you cook collard greens with some pork. And I think he did say that he cooked his greens with pork to make this. But he sort of was doing that specifically to get this really rich uh, sauce or this yeah. ju- 
this juice to pour over his potato with uh, yogurt sauce. Oh, but like so super good. reduced, super, <laughs> you know, kind of very developed flavor kind of thing. That's cool. That makes me smile. Um, yeah. we, I guess also of note, and we got we got two desserts uh, coming out at different times. Um, so, so sad. I know. So Monique had a, a, actually a great uh, uh, Biko, uh, the, uh, her um, uh, Filipino, um, uh, I guess it was a sweet uh, rice uh, dish and uh, just came out at the wrong side going up against that pot liquor. Um, and then, uh, also though, um, Jackson, despite not still not being able to, uh, taste, uh, has a fantastic, well, like, all right, it goes up against the celebration chickpea, but still has a very good, uh, pl- uh, planta cake, uh, that people and were happy g- with. He had the second best dessert, but he placed it well in the menu. And this was a time where he had <laughs> a coach, he was, like having Sam taste his food, be like, Hey, Hey, can you taste this? And Sam's like, yeah, that's good. So all right. That, very good. So after criticizing this challenge, one thing I will say uh, is that I kind of liked the structure of having Don and Sam as the coach of the teams. I thought I really they agree. did a, a really good job of helping all the chefs so it wasn't the sort of classic Top Chef challenge where like one team like just doesn't get on the same page and kind of it tanks the entire endeavor so that it's an easy win for the other. Because they were both there, they sort of kept these teams on track so they didn't make boners. Yeah, yeah, that probably or, was a saving grace. Like, yeah, I completely agreed. I would love to see this coach structure, you know, come back in in this, especially when they have alums who are around and, and mm-hmm. part of the panel. I, I think it's fantastic. I love having Dawn around so much. Love it. She's great. And uh, it's it's real fun that she's like, okay, my big takeaway. Watch the clock. Yes. <laughs> just just watch the clock, guys. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, I, I would take more of that. And I think it took out a lot of the drama, I guess, of the the challenge itself was convoluted. But if we could take this, the, the coach structure somewhere else, I, mm-hmm. I would still do that. Uh, for I'd sure. love to have coaches in more weekly challenge. Like, the, I think that's a smart extension yeah. of what we learned last season by having all the the Doge Colleen uh, coming through and uh kind of just like advising throughout the season is having people who've been on this show are a really good resource to help the chef testants like do their best. It, they aren't doing anything for them. They're just like helping them. They're asking the right questions to push them to that next step. And also to get past yeah. like the classic top chef pitfalls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I, I would take that. I would jettison everything else. Um, mm-hmm. um, can you? I'm sure this is not the last like sports based uh, challenge, I guess, of the season because uh, I feel like we get Probably a lot of not. them. So, yeah, is there is there anything else you would take? You know, if you were gonna uh, if you're gonna try to build like a, a good one, a good of these, yes. like where there's a head to head team element. Yes. Is Ooh. there any way to make this work? Well, no. The, the The element I'd take away is voting with pom poms. I thought that was delightful. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, and similar with the paddles at the head-to-head uh, last season, I just thought the, the color things it mm-hmm. like it plays on the TV uh, screen very very nicely. So anytime we can have like pom poms as as votes, I'm I'm there. And it's a good visual uh, testing. You know how, how quickly can you count by color? You know, like uh, out of five, it's 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 you know because you see when you get it, and it's like oh yeah, I see that. That was all five zero. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Kyle, thing, would you have a shift? I didn't have uh, a, sh- a shift. I just wanted to go uh, back to a bad dish because we haven't talked about Luke's uh, oily pumpkin. Uh, oh yeah, and 
I was I was rude to Luke last week. I did say my bold prediction is his performance on this season is going to lose one of Noma's Michelin stars. Uh, but I did some research into Luke, and here, here's a fun fact about him: he got on Top Chef without auditioning. He's friends oh. with uh, Shoda. Shoda recommended him, and his CV is so good. The Top Chef. The magical elves cast him without like having him do like a test video or any sort oh. of like traditional audition process. Wow, mm, interesting it's an experiment. I guess now I, I think that's easy, and I, I just want to raise this. I think that's an easy thing to say about someone who's underperforming. Uh, but I wonder how common or not it is for yes. certain chefs to not have to audition that's because there question. are probably some who are rock stars who did not have to audition absolutely just, just as much and it does so like i don't want to say is a rock star and I, I i wonder if this abbreviated audition might be why he's having trouble in these first weeks is instead of being picked because he seems like the sort of uh all around versatile chef he's got like the really high-end experience mm. doing like really difficult cool cutting edge stuff but he doesn't yeah. have he hasn't had to prove the I can cook a cool thing in 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, how often at Noma are they like, all right, think of a dish and feed everyone in the restaurant in 20 minutes. <laughs> and we're gonna judge you by pom poms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all and Nordic cuisine also I, I from the limited experiences I, I, I have had with it is is more subtle, is more delicate flavors. I mean, like seaweed as a flavor is not gonna wow compared to like big bold tex-mex flavors uh and and it's just harder to work with like you know it's like seaweed and winter vegetables and like you know some some interesting spices and things like that and i'm not trying to sum up an entire cuisine but i am saying there is a more delicate palate there and a more bent towards fine dining that i can see why he's underperforming these past Mm -hmm. two episodes and it also just might be that he's not as good as we thought he was yeah i mean i'll I'll say this he doesn't he he's doing i guess things that are like i guess interesting enough tv that i don't <laughs> mind it um but uh but i guess okay. let, let's get to this elimination that we danced around right so we have so luke is on the bottom for his bland oily pumpkin three ways uh sarah um uh you know her canned chickpeas with sides of chickpeas also uh you know was not loved and then stephanie the north dakota slash minneapolis style broken rice feijoada with pre-strained meats um uh, got her eventually eliminated and uh, sent to Last Chance Kitchen. Um, imagine Alex doing some really well done puns here because uh, I don't know how much time that takes, but it's more time than I have. So, <laughs> I think this was a deserved elimination. Uh, like yeah. when we when we rank the sort of cardinal sins of Top Chef, like cooking something improperly, even like especially something as like straightforward as rice is going to mess up like a bland or uninspired dish. Well, that and removing all the tastiest bits of the dish before you serve it and turning it into something that makes it just rice and beans and not feijoada, at least in terms of the judges, eyes. I'm, I'm no expert on what is or is not feijoada, but serving that along with super broken rice that, you know, had she served it in round two, you know, when, when she wanted to, uh, and, and Ashley, I think stepped in or who was it? Uh, I think yeah, it was Ashley, Ashley stepped in around two instead. Um, 
the rice might not have been as bad, but mm-hmm. there was that certain point where after where she's like, yep, the rice is broken. So it doesn't matter when it's served. It's just going to stay just as bad any any old time. And it's like, I don't know. That just it just was a horrible sign. It also just wasn't a very interesting dish. I mean, feijoada is a dish that it can be made really, really well and it's delicious, but it's not like she conceived anything new or her own mm. Mm. yeah it was, it was like a i mean it was a worse version of the original basically where it's like here here's like we're not doing I mean, she's not wasn't really doing a twist um but she just took out the meat and then didn't make the rice well and that's 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 a tough one tough tough to win with yeah that. yep yep so i i guess i thought it was going to be her or sarah based on the on the you know just kind of cardinal sins and it turns out stephanie's was worse so mm. bye by I don't know. And on to last I, I liked kitchen. having. Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to talk about LCK? I you guess so. Yeah, I, don't, I remember like having done this so many times. I still don't remember what the right order. So let's talk about LCK now. All um, right. So we have Stephanie and Leah, and they they get Houston products, um, including the bad ones. Uh, so this <laughs> is um, uh, I saw grapefruit there um, and some bison. Pepper- Bison, pepper soda, uh, which sounds like uh, intriguing. Um, and also rattlesnake and alligator. Um, one, do y'all like this challenge? Yeah, fine. I think it's fine. It's not a bad one, but it's it's the weird sort of thing of like, so you're giving something that neither one of these chefs has done before. So, of course, they're both going to cook it the exact same way by dredging it in flour and something that tastes different. And making mm-hmm. it so you, it's they're just doing popcorn alligator and popcorn rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, like Tom said, it's a challenge not to make it chewy. It, it, I mean, it goes from like, you know, OK to chewy really quickly and to be able to offset some of those flavors well and to, and to compose a dish like it's a decent enough challenge. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that none of them or, or of all of them, Stephanie had had alligator, but nobody had ever had rattlesnake and Tom had never had either before. So that was a I don't know interesting part at least of the of the judging in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. For for me, LCK is all about Tom and his relaxed, giggly self. <sighs> I love loose Tom. <laughs> yeah, <He's just> yeah. <laughs> that is fun. I I will say I think as a challenge construction, like I think LCK is the most fun for me when it's like Tom is sort of like definitely yeah relaxed and chill, but also um a little satanic where it's like you in yeah. your life failed this way. So I've devised <laughs> this, uh, you know, and, and this is like, it's like fair. It w- there was no, there was no like uh punishment connection basically. So this is like a random, it's like a spin the wheel of like, uh, yeah, we're in Houston. So here's Houston stuff. Well, there was the, it yeah. wasn't as much a punishment as it was a gift of like, you didn't get to spend much time in Houston. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. That's a, little that was a spin. That's, that's a that's good, good point. Uh, it that's wasn't good. like blaming them. It was like, well, here's this little trip through Houston. <laughs> that is the last chance you'll ever get. at least 20 yeah yeah uh but yeah so basically it turns out that uh leah's uh fried fried rattlesnake with grapefruit beats out uh stephanie's fried alligator with grapefruit um and they teased it out earlier on where uh leah said like well when you fry something you put seasoning in every step of the process and then they showed uh stephanie it didn't seem like she put well maybe she was she was putting pepper into her dredge but then tom says you did not season the green onions yeah there was yeah, yeah that's right she just she just straight grilled that uh it, yeah. it was sort of telegraphed in the edit i think that leo was was gonna win that one but um it was close and it's it's cool to see that it was close yeah 
What would 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 you eat either of these? Uh, you know, were they to pop up on a menu? Probably sure. not rattlesnake, but I have eaten alligator and it's good. Like mm. it's it's very much one of those like tastes like chicken sort of meats where it just has like a similar sort of meatiness, especially as like a fried bite. I'll a- I'll try anything as long as it's not fishy or gamey. I will try anything if it's free for sure. Um, or if it's an adventure, I guess. I, I remember we had like a snake flight, I think, um, when we were in Vietnam yeah, at one point. And it, it was, I don't know, it, it, I would not be able, have been able to pick that meat out of a menu, out it of was, a lineup. It, it was, was fine. fine. How was it cooked when you got, had it in Vietnam? I think a couple ways. Uh, but Very cooked. I, I remember, yeah, yeah. I, I, kind of remember, I remember like a small kind of chewy bit where it's like, oh, this is it. It's like really well done. Okay. Like hmm. cooked no. a long time. Yeah, uh, maybe there's like a maybe one was a braise element, maybe one was like a like a, a saute kind of like a stir fry kind of element. Um, I, I don't remember it being like. I, I think the whole point of it was like we could say that we ate it more yeah. than it was like this is a thing that you go back for. Yeah, exactly. When it's like, would you try it? I said, yeah, because I want to say that I've had it before. But for instance, if like any one of the elimination dishes was on a menu as opposed to alligator or rattlesnake, I'd probably ordered that like as my meal you know definitely even even lots of uh, oily pumpkins or chickpeas you still yeah all right Mm -hmm. good to know i'd see a celebration of chickpeas on a menu and be like oh that sound's exciting and then i'd get it and be like it's dip i mean (laughs) i would get that here's the thing i would definitely get that to share right which is like hey everyone you want to go for the celebration chickpeas let's do it um yeah i'd okay. also expect that I, I would think that's a sharing dish like i a celebration of chickpeas should come out on like a seafood tower oh yeah, man where it's and like a big platter and you get the could we do some like of the like the, the christmas crackers where it's like there's like chickpeas inside and you just like pull it and they just like, poof, have an explosion of chickpea around you as well absolutely all of chickpea, this chickpea based uh hat chickpea toys all the, and you can eat it banner. all. It's all chickpea paper. It's all great. <laughs> go to town. It's the best. Uh, okay, I, I'm very excited because this is the thing I've always wanted to do, guys. You know what time it is? What time is it? <laughs> it's time for me to press this button. I take it back. I want hosting duties now because this is. <laughs> Um, I wish we had a video component to share of all of us dancing. And Ah. Chris grimacing. It was a grimace dance, but yeah. (laughs) Dancing just like grimace. Um, It's Mm. the mail. It's the mailbag. Uh, uh, So, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) What's what's in the mailbag? Let me see. Let me open up this bag. Okay. Which means you need to show me a thing. Yeah. Here we go. Um, All right. So we have—is that an email? It's an—it's an, uh, it's an email? Email, platform email. Oh, Alex okay. built a really cool thing to bring this okay, in. Okay, I got also, it. I got it. Okay, so we have an email from Allie that says, "Hi, longtime listener and big fan of you all." Am I reading the whole thing? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think we just go through. My comment's not really about the episode, unless it becomes a topic of conversation while recording. I was listening to some earlier episodes of the podcast, and several times you all have made the joke that in order to avoid getting in trouble for calling a dish something it's not, the chefs should name their dish something like bland potatoes with okay sauce, so the judges will have to admit that it lives up to its name. (laughs) Yeah. Well, former Top Chef contestant has already tried that. In the first All-Star season, Carla undercooked her rice in a challenge and knew it. 
she presented her dish as rice undunty. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> it sounds a little familiar. Unfortunately, the judge didn't go for it. But this is yeah. proof that your suggestion has been attempted before. Yeah, well, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You you can you can say it's like, or typically also I think where we've seen this is when people are like, oh, it's not quite a you know what I intended it to be, so I'm going to call it a more general term that mm. isn't the hyper specific thing that I thought I wanted to make. And I th- yeah, um, that's right. I think it's a pun on al dente. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. I, as soon as I said it and was confused about what I was saying, I realized it. The, 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 as, as it was, as uh, Ali wrote it out in the email, it, there was a good hyphen that, to sort of like make, yeah. it, make it clear. It was, yeah. it was a good. Uh, okay. Good, Ali. So uh, great. Let's go on another email. Platform email. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> this is from, I actually can't tell what the name is. Uh, from shipping uh, <laughs> underscore I don't think Asia this is, underscore I don't USA. Think this is, that's, that's why. All right. No, no, just read the, read okay. the line. All right. Move cargo from anywhere to anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. This is some good spam. I know Alex filters it out, but I don't want that. Um, yeah, you don't take the meat out of the mailbag. You're, you're leaving right, all right, the morsels. Out. You just, <laughs> Guys, right. I think I need to practice the mailbag. <laughs> I just read you spam. All right. Um, Meredith. Hi, Meredith. Hey, Meredith. You, Meredith. This is an email. <laughs> <laughs> the important part. So proud of all of you for calling back CJ's simple burger from 2012. I have nothing left to teach you. Happy season 19. <laughs> Thanks, Meredith. We try really Thanks, Meredith. Thank you, Meredith. And I really hope that the, this isn't a sign that Meredith, like, turned into a, a cloud of flowers oh, yeah. like floating oh, off no. to another universe to help their <laughs> no, podcast stay because here with us Meredith. please please stay she, meredith she, she evaporated into a card catalog i think we happens. need someone to tell us what sam did last yeah <laughs> yes. oh yeah what has sam done um okay okay next we have an email from rick For an entire room of chefs, I see very few tattoos. What's up with this? There's usually about a gallon of ink on this show. Yeah. I think it's a really good point. Yeah. Maybe maybe the vibe is shifting, you know? We we balance it off because right after this, we saw um uh queer the new queer eye in Germany, and they have a really, really tattooed dude in there. Yeah, very much tattooed. Like lots of face tattoos and stuff. It's 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 a it's a if you're looking for tattoos, that is a look, my friend. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's I also nice. might chalk this up to the fact that the first episode and this episode have a lot of chefs in there, so there's not enough time to see them without their chef coats on. Hmm. So it's maybe true. when we get some more like downtime, we see them more in their little mm-hmm. like pod. Some people walking around with some sleeveless shirts on, some tanks. Uh, we'll 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 see some conspicuous ink, some some pigs, some heads of broccoli, different ingredients that mean That's a cool. lot to them. Have Have we talked about ever what we'd want our chef tattoo to be? Were we Were we cool chefs? I feel like we have because I know, like, without question, mine would be a pig. Yeah. I'd, I'd just copy uh, Kevin Gillespie's pig tattoos. Mm. Hmm. I, I'm a big, big fan of the Stephanie Seymour, Kristen Kish, uh, little friendship spoon tattoo that they have. That's, that's cute. And it also reminds you to taste. <laughs> I, I think I got a baguette. Just 
Just actually everywhere. Every appendage is just going to get a baguette going across like, of it. Uh, the entire length of your arm. Yeah, one baguette there. Baguette. Yeah, down down each leg. Every, every, everything like, yeah, it's like... You got um, like a sourdough, sourdough bull <laughs> on like each butt cheek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, go all into it. Um, Sarah, what'd you get? Uh, I don't know. This is the same tattoo I would get if I weren't a chef, which is a honeybee. You, we can give you like a little honey, like, you know, like, like kind of like that little honey, special honey... I don't know. Spoo- I don't know what the right word for it is. You know, the, the thing you dip into the honey. Thing. You know that you like pull her out that has like the nice like little. But also yeah, from the, the whole, cereal box. Yeah, exactly, the yeah. cereal box like honey. The honey whole stuff. reason we have fruits and vegetables are due to honeybees. So that's true. It connects by itself without the honey part. That's a great point. I mean, I guess if you're going to blame, if you you know, you could do a sun also. There's lots of reasons we have fruits. <laughs> There's lots of things. If you get rid of them, we're not going to have fruits and vegetables. Earth, Earth <laughs> water, lots of important things. Um, let's do another. Okay, we have from Twitter at Slick Shoes or Slick S Hughes or Slicks Hughes. <laughs> Not sure if Ezra was aware that there is a mayo-based barbecue style. He should check out Alabama-style barbecue. Um, yeah, I actually had forgotten about this. I think, though, we did go to a, um, a barbecue place in Tahoe at one point that had, like, I think, like a, a white style uh, barbecue sauce. And I, I had forgotten mm-hmm. that is that if it's if it's if it's that color, it's usually mayo. So mm-hmm. uh, good. Good point. Thank you. Thank you. Slick, slick shoes, slick hues, slick shoe. He one of those. Um it makes me like it less, but I actually did enjoy it very much. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, Kyle, you have experience on this one? No, I don't because I would never touch it. I, I, I apologize <laughs> for misspeaking last week as well. There's more than one wrong way to make barbecue, but I, okay. I especially uh, disagree with South Carolina style barbecue. But Alabama, there's what lots are you of, doing? Lots, lots of wrong ways to do it. I like, could you imagine like, so you have a piece of like brisket or like a pile of pulled pork and you're like, what's the one sauce I'm going to pour all over it? Mayonnaise? <laughs> May- like I, mean, that, they- I, I can't imagine like why you would want that with like just a piece of meat. I can only imagine that there are like, I think just mayonnaise like reserves in the world that, you know, if you don't like, you know, take a little off, they just overflow. Right, and you just like you know, look. Like, I'm sorry, like we have to put mayonnaise somewhere, right? It's just it's coming out of it's coming out of the ground. We hit, we hit. It's white gold. We need to we need to use it somewhere efficiently, and you just put it where you can. No. And I think mayonnaise some is applications not. are better than others. Curse is frowning vigorously. I, you know, I'm of the opinion that all dogs is good dogs and all barbecue is good barbecue. But uh, in in terms of style, there's no. It's all about the execution and uh, that a white barbecue sauce. I mean, yes, if it were plain mayonnaise, I absolutely agree with you. White barbecue sauce has more going on than just that, and it may not be your favorite, but I don't think it's inherently gross. And quick, I'm quick, I'm here for it. Quick question: In that word, Chris, that Chris just said, how many syllables does everyone pronounce it with? Like one, two, Which? three, ma- mayonnaise. Because I, I do two, but you do three. Mayonnaise. You do, mayonnaise. I, like, 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 I do. Like, so, it's, it's, for me, it's like it's an it's an A's of man. <laughs> so you're, like, you're a mayonnaise. <laughs> like, yes. Like, okay, I, I, I do say because I shorten it to mayo. Yeah. So I always no, say I, mayonnaise. Yeah. No, I look, it's it's a legitimate thing, sir. Do you have? I don't, two, I don't shorten it to man. Is is is, <laughs> is, is it an A's of man or is it a a, a a yo of man, a yo of A's? Mayonnaise. Okay, we got. Okay, so it averages. Uh, I guess what is that like two two and a third syllables uh, for for the pod? Yeah, great. And and there is like you you know that 
when you say mayonnaise, like the, the it's not just straight man. Like it, it's uh, there's a there's a little man, there's a little man, man. mayonnaise. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> so there there's a little something on it. And yes, I grew up saying mayonnaise, but then I wanted to sound fancy. That's at cool. Some point, you know, it's good. It's good stuff. Oh oh, people are checking stuff. It's happening. It's going away. Okay. Um. Okay. I think is this the one. Okay, Sarah. Okay, email from Alta. Hooray, you're back. I've been getting Aww. ready by listening to past seasons of the podcast. You had me worried Aww. when yesterday's episode didn't go up until pretty late East Coast time. We'll just wait until this one goes up late. Yeah. <laughs> Blame Alex. <laughs> I'm glad you talked about your mixed feelings, which echo my own, about the elves' decision to invest their dollars in Texas. There are lots of other parts of the country that TC has never visited that could have hosted the show that aren't so intent on persecuting women and trans people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some suggestions for increasing the cowpoke score in recognition of the Astros' famously dirty World Series win have a challenge where the teams are allowed to cheat in some fashion. Mm. <laughs> Ideas? I love that so much. <laughs> I, I, Alta, I would yes. I would take a spy versus spy. If we're gonna have like say like you know uh, Sam and Don as coaches, I want like a spy versus spy where they're just like going back and forth, like um, kind of sabotaging each other. Yeah, um, yeah. Or I know, like, <laughs> or if it's a challenge, like it, extending on that, like the challenge is they have to start cooking a meal, but then they have to switch kitchens. If it was a team challenge where like they have to cook like. I don't know, a five, four or five course meal or a series of dishes, but then half uh, partway through, they have to switch with the other team's mm. dish and start doing that and then switch back. So mm. it's, it's a thing of like, how hard do you screw over the other person or do you worry you're not going to come back? So you have to cook whatever you're screwing with. Ooh, cook what you screw we'll with. We'll see it here next on Restaurant Wars. <laughs> All right, and then she continues, Houston famously has no zoning laws restricting land use. How about a team challenge where each member doesn't know what the others are doing, so the cohesiveness, or not, of the resulting menu is pure chance? I do like chaos. <laughs> I feel like Love you all. the team challenge is wind up this way. <laughs> yeah. I think Alta needs to be a producer on this show. Um, and finally... From Allison, we have uh, uh, a really fantastic uh, episode one uh, notes from a Houstonian. Mm. Um, and she says, because we're, we're not all Ted Cruz, I promise. It'd be crazy for everyone to be Ted Cruz. I, as for, the only thing I know about Ted Cruz really, like fundamentally, is that there's one of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, that'd be wild if it's like a, you know, just made 20 up million him. Ted Cruises walking around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nightmare. Okay. 20 million of any one person. I think if one person was iterated 20 million times would be terrifying regardless of who they are. 20 million me would be my nightmare. Oh, how about about 19 million? Is that a good number of Kyles? No, I think it, uh, once you get past 18 million, once you get past like five, then it becomes. All right. We're doing a multiplicity of you. We're just, just the, just the five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Allison says, can't wait to hear your Houston scale for rating the Houstonness. If I'm spitballing, I would suggest a scale of Astrodomes on a scale of one to five Astrodomes. How Houston was this episode? Mm. Hmm. Um, so uh, she had some. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of really great stuff in here. So, so some of the favorite callouts. Uh, you know, as as our, I guess, so as far as we know, our only resident uh, Houstonian listener. Um, there's some good callouts uh, from from the uh, from the episode uh, from the the first one that um, uh, Allison saw. So um, on oh, beers, the first one, yeah, okay. yeah. 
in the stew room, the beer was St. Arnold's, an absolute Houston classic, Texas Texas's oldest craft brewery. It's probably been nice. overtaken on a national visibility level by Carbach. Is that right? Carbach? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know Carbach. Do you guys yeah. know Carbach? No. <laughs> That's a story for another day. No, I just know Shiner. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, there's a, looks like she says there's a, uh, saw a summer pills and an art car IPA. Uh, please Google its namesake, the Houston Art Car Parade. Uh, and uh, Allison's husband swears by the Christmas ale as well. Um, nice. Uh, also, uh, there's a picking and choosing that you seem to know. So I'm just going to let you do that. Sorry. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I read this through a couple of times. Uh, but um, yeah, basically, she, um, uh, fa- a favorite exchange of the episode. First one was uh, South Dakota Chef, um, you know, which uh, w- I guess we don't have to remember her anymore, but was, was Stephanie uh, saying that. Sorry, one second. We got we got we got some munchkins coming in. Okay, we're back. Uh, favorite exchange of the episode: uh, South Dakota chef uh, Stephanie uh, saying that she wanted to make a pasta, and, and Jay was like, "Will it be a wonton?" And Stephanie was like, "No, like a pasta." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, also, uh, basically, the um, uh, all all the chefs uh, at the at the table of the first episode were just like basically just really a, a, a murderer's row who's who of uh, of uh, Houstonian power players and she hopes they all return at some point as well um, and yeah and, yeah just to note as well uh, okay so one you know, uh, Allison wrote this before she saw the episode that's why she was su- suggesting the uh, Astrodome so maybe that can be like how 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 many cowpokes uh, and also how many Astrodomes we can addend it. Um, how many but, uh, astrodomes worth of cowpokes? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, and it's still yeah, measured, it's still in, measured y'all. in y'alls. Y'all's. One astrodomes worth of y'alls. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, a, lo- that's also, a lot of y'alls. Yeah. yeah. Also, though, yeah. to note that basically, like you know, that uh, state level, uh, you know, government is very different from uh, city level. So um, that you know, Houston is very much a blue city. Uh, their mayor is uh, yeah. Sylvester Turner, who is black. Previous mayor uh, Anise Parker was one of the first openly gay mayors of a major U.S. city. Um, so there's you know, doesn't mean that's Houston's perfect, she says, uh, or that that's all that matters. But interesting to like note that there's like some some variations that we would not necessarily um, you know get if we were thinking like oh it's just it's just texas um and that's completely that's too wide of a brush yeah. thanks for bringing that yep. up no. um and i think also ex- oh, go ahead Kyle. i think it's a good point to well compare to these first two episodes too because the first two episodes as she mentioned like she didn't think a beef challenge says much about houston and to equate houston to like listen we like our beef and we like our football we like our food and our football stadium uh that it that it's these two episodes have sort of conflated Houston with Texas in some ways. And we are and Allison, it sounds like is looking forward to the ways top chef is going to go into the specifics of Houston where there's lots of really yeah, cool they, stuff to bring out. Completely agree that the first two challenge themes feel like a deeply uh, incurious and surface level like, oh, Houston is in Texas. Therefore, we will do, you know, A and B type of thing. But, you know, really exploring the city and and the community and and the different food cultures there uh, may take more time than what the initial setups were for the first couple challenges and for the the large number of chefs challenges. So hopefully I'm really, really hoping that we're going to get a more like curious and in depth and, and uh, specific exploration of the city. Yeah. And if you're curious, uh, Allison recommends still the Bourdain uh, Houston episode. 
Um, and also, um, you know, hoping that we get to see, just hoping we get to see some uh, Vietnamese crawfish cuisine, uh, some Cajun food that came over um, with Hurricane uh, Katrina refugees, uh, barbecue. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, also shout out to Allison's husband who spent 30 minutes on Google Street viewing different Whole Foods trying to figure out which one they're using. Ooh, um, do we know? So, Were they successful? It does not say that. So okay. TBD. Uh, but Allison, thank you so much uh, for, for uh, this wonderful thing. Please, please write in more. Please. Um, and yeah, if you if you have more stuff. Oh, also one more thing. Uh, I want to shout out to um, Shenandoah on Facebook um, who loves Chef's Test and Sarah um, for saying... Um, <laughs> I love cheese. I do. It's my favorite food. Well, no, ice cream is my favorite food. But really, ice cream's just cold cheese, uh, which is I, I think a mind bender, but but fundamentally not inaccurate. Um, and uh, and yeah, so if you got mailbag, um, write write in write in the way you did before because I don't know those ways because <laughs> I, I don't listen when Alex says this, uh, and we won't read it again probably. Email, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Yep. And if you're curious about how to reach us and don't know specifically, just go to packyourmics.com. That's and the there one. Are links on the site. And you can also mail us at mailbag at packyourmics.com. Nice. Boom. Look at this. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, and I think that is, or sorry, bold predictions. Anything else uh, that people want to want to say? Also, I have some yalls and cowpokes. Oh, right. That's the cows and cowpokes. Oh, great. Okay, from a, from zero to five, how many astrodomes full of cowpokes are in your posse, measured in y'alls? Oh boy, I'm going to say two and a half astrodomes full of cowpokes, yalling in unison, <laughs> their voice raised in one beautiful harmony. Uh, mostly for the queso, I think. Like by doing queso, I would have liked more. So maybe I'm going to bump it down to two, actually, because by bringing up queso, that's something. But I don't think I learned nearly enough about queso and Houston's relationship to it uh, to give it that extra half a y'all mm. or half an astrodome of y'alls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really clear. Sarah, uh, uh, New Sarah, do you, have, do you have a number? Do you have do you have a number of y'all's astrodomes cowpokes? Oh. Um, my cowpokes are out on the open range, <laughs> hollering to each other. Um, I felt like none of none of the stuff, none of the Texas stuff in this surprised me. A person who knows nothing about Texas, so I would say it's not very Houston specific. I'm terrible at math, mm. so I don't know how many cowpokes or y'alls or any type of arena that equates to. Yeah, I think that's just that's just a that's just a one one cowboy poem of of, of listlessness. I think is what you got mm, there. He's out. He's um, out on the range. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you have any number of any of those things I mentioned? Yeah, I'll, I'll go for three astrodomes worth of y'all <laughs> cowpokes saying y'all three three y'alls. And part of it, uh, I, I agree with Kyle that most of it was the queso, but I'm giving an extra y'all for the confusing nature of high school football in Texas. So mm -hmm. we were at Tomball Unified School District Stadium, which is for high school football. And I was like, clearly, Wildcats and Cougars, like that's probably the the mascots in the uh, you know district. The Cougars what are high the schools are they for? Mascot for the University of Houston. Oh, okay. And also that. But uh, Tomball High School and there's Tomball Memorial High School. 
Um, so they are the Wildcats and the Cougars, and they are red and blue, and those are the real colors. But it's very confusing. But also in the 6A division for for that particular part of Houston, they play against Klein, Klein Kane, Klein Collins, Klein Forest, and Klein Oak high schools. All of the high schools have deeply similar names, and it was absolutely, uh, it seemed appropriate that the mascots were similar, and we had really no way of telling anybody apart except for what color of their apron was. So I enjoyed that quite a bit. And um, yeah, shout outs to weird interest or eccentricities of local geography. Yeah. Mm. Sarah, any y'alls? I don't know. I feel like I need to defer. Maybe I'll defer to Allison. Whatever she says is what I <laughs> oh, say. Oh, great. That, that's just, it's like a variable. Oh, we'll okay. find out when we find out. Um, Future deferral. I, I don't know enough Texas to, to be, to say anything on this. I think this is, at least, so I had one and a half y'alls before from the last episode. I think this is more than this one. Uh, I, I think that was, that was less than this one, so I think I'm, I'm up to two y'alls. Uh, that that doesn't sound wrong to me. Um, I'll, I'll I'll work out the scale. I'll, maybe I'll, we'll go beyond five at some point if I have to keep on going up. Um, so wait, let me press another. Guys, you know what time it is? Time for what me, time is it? Time for me to press another button. Ooh. Wait, no, we have to say goodbye first. Uh, do we not press the button when we do that? You, we say goodbye. It's a quick sting. All right, so. guys. Um, so. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> um, send us your feedback in the ways that you know people said to do earlier in this episode. Do that, um, Chris. Chris, yeah. Chris, 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 Chris. You yeah, actually, you're not the normal host of this program, so I'm taken completely by surprise by whatever you're going to say right now. You actually won. You won this hey! week. So you uh, you got uh, immunity, uh, and and now a uh, we're going to make your uh your performance this week into a um a frozen uh gelato uh, lean cuisine yeah <laughs> lean, lean cuisine yeah. gelato <laughs> um uh thank Fantastic. you for the, the cheat sheet uh that was a lifesaver um and you know i know it is kind of unfair to judge alex and megan uh you know for not actually being here but i still will uh and so they have to uh stay on a hike for now so they will pa- pack pack your hikes um uh, and they will stay stay walking um Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, uh, Chris. Sure. Uh, Sarah, Kyle, baby. Thank you. <gasps> We're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> Sarah. Thank you. All right. And me, thank you as well. Um, and now I press the button. <laughs> we Good <did>. job. Yay. <laughs> okay. I pressed we the We got s- to talk about Top Chef. We Hooray. did. Yeah, it still happened. Thanks I didn't get, you, you don't get to eat as many pastries when you're hosting. That's, I don't like this job as much. Mm. Um, yeah. All my pastry pile is still there. Okay. So I'm going to press stop.